When you walk with wise men, you will become wise. Take a look at your friends. That's what you're going to be like in a few years. If your friends are winners, leaders, givers, successful, if they have a spirit of excellence, integrity, positive, motivated, then those good qualities are going to rub off on you. When you're with them, you're investing your time. They're making you better. But if you hang out with people that are sloppy, undisciplined, unmotivated, not going anywhere, let me give you some great advice. Find some new friends. You cannot become who God created you to be hanging out with them. And they may be a good person. They may have a good heart, but your destiny is too great. Your assignment too important. Your time too valuable to let them drag you down. And some people, the only thing that's keeping them from a new level of their destiny is wrong friendships. You cannot hang out with chickens and expect to soar like an eagle. You don't have to make some big announcement and go tell them, hey man, I'm cutting you off. Joel said to get rid of you. No, do me a favor and leave my name out of this, but you can just gradually spend less and less time with them. Well, Joel, what if I hurt their feelings? What if they keep you from your destiny? I heard about a lady that was reevaluating her friendships. Her answering machine said, I'm sorry I missed your call. I'm making some changes in my life. And if I don't call you back, please know you were one of those changes. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the people that hadn't called me back. <laughs> but here's the key. If you don't let go of the wrong people, you'll never meet the right people. And sometimes we can outgrow a friendship. It was good at one time. For a few years, you were fulfilled, but now you've grown more than they have. You're running at a different pace. Your gifts are coming out in a greater way. That doesn't make them a bad person. It's just a new season. Human nature likes to hold on to the old. We like to keep everything the same. But the truth is, it's healthy for seasons to change. It doesn't mean you can't still be their friend. You just know you cannot spend as much time with them and become all you were created to be. And there are people that come into our life that are like scaffolding. They're designed to be there for a period of time. Now, I'm not talking about a marriage situation. I'm talking about friendships. These people, and some of you thought you got your word from the Lord today, but these people, for a period of time, they help us grow. They inspire us. They motivate us. But like that scaffolding, at some point, it's got to come off the building. If the scaffolding stayed up, the building would never be what it was meant to be. Appreciate the people that have helped you. Always honor them, but be big enough to recognize when their part in your story is over. On a regular basis, you need to reevaluate your friendships, the people you choose to spend time with. Are they in the right position? Has the position changed? Perhaps could it be that it's a new season? When Jesus was on the earth, he was very selective with his friendships. Everyone, of course, wanted to be close to him, but he chose only 12 men to spend most of his time with, the disciples. Out of those 12, three were his close friends, Peter, James, and John. One could be considered his best friend, John. He was described as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And you may know a lot of people, have a bunch of acquaintances, you have to be careful who you allow in your inner circle. 
You can't have 20 best friends. The higher you go, the more successful you are, the tighter your circle needs to become. You may have 20 people you call friends, and that's great. But the two or three you choose to be close to you, you need to make sure they are 100% for you. They believe in you. They stick up for you. They're with you through thick and thin. It could be that you're not seeing God's best because your team is weak. You're investing valuable time in people that were never supposed to be a part of your inner circle. You have to evaluate your friendships, get the right people in the right positions. If your team is weak, you're going to be weak. Mark chapter five, Jesus was traveling to another city to pray for a little girl that had died. When he arrived at the home, the scripture says Jesus didn't allow anyone to go in with him except Peter, James, and John, his inner circle. Why? Jesus knew when he got in that room where the little girl was dead, he needed people that wouldn't question who he was. People that wouldn't say, hey, are you sure you're the son of God? What if she doesn't get healed? Do you have a backup plan? No, when you're in the heat of the battle, when you need God's favor, you need a breakthrough. You need a legal situation to turn around. You cannot afford to have people in your inner circle saying, do you really think you're going to get well? My grandmother died of that same thing. Do you really think you're going to get out of debt? Business is so slow. No, you need people that are joined in spirit with you. People that will say, hey, if you're bold enough to believe it, count on me. I'm bold enough to agree with you. If you believe you can break that addiction, then... I'm not going to tell you 10 reasons why you can't. My report is you are well able. If you believe you can get your degree, you can start that business, you can see your marriage restored, then count on me. I'm on board. I'm all for you. You need people that will join faith with you and not try to talk you out of it. Jesus got to the home and everyone was so distraught. You can imagine the crying, weeping, sorrowing. Jesus looked at them and said, don't be upset. She's not dead. She's only asleep. Their sorrow turned to mocking, ridiculing, making fun. What do you mean she's not dead? Of course she's dead. What Jesus did next is very significant. It's a key to living in victory. Verse 40 says, they mocked and jeered at him, but Jesus put them out. Notice the son of God asked them to leave. He showed them the door. Jesus knew the importance of having people around him that understood his destiny. His attitude was, hey, I don't need your doubt. I don't need you telling me what I can't do. I'm going to surround myself with believers, with people of faith, with people that understand my assignment. If you have people close to you that are constantly pulling you down, telling you what you can't do, how you'll never accomplish your dreams, Understand, it is scriptural to show them the door. It may be difficult, but you have to have the attitude, I cannot fulfill my destiny with your critical spirit in my life. I can't become who I was created to be with you dragging me down. I love you, but I can't allow you in my inner circle. I'm going to love you from a distance. This is what Jesus did. He only took the girl's parents and Peter, James, and John into the little girl's room. He spoke to that girl and she came back to life. But think of this. Jesus could have healed her in front of the whole crowd, laughing, mocking, ridiculing. He's God. He can do anything. 
He was showing us this principle. Who you have in your inner circle is extremely important. If Jesus went to the trouble to ask the wrong people to leave, if he took the time to weed out the doubters, the naysayers, the people that didn't believe in him, he was that concerned about his inner circle, how much more concerned should we be with who's in our inner circle? You need to pay attention to who's on your team. Who's speaking into your life? Who are you giving your time and attention to? More practical, who are you eating lunch with every day at the office? Who are you talking to on the phone so much? Are they building you up or tearing you down? Are they pushing you toward your destiny or are they telling you what you can't do? Are they modeling excellence, integrity, character, godliness? Or are they lazy, sloppy, undisciplined? No, you have a responsibility to redeem your time. Don't waste it with people that don't sharpen you. If you don't politely show them the door, that can keep you from your destiny. And sometimes we know a person's not good for us. We know they're dragging us down, but we think, if I let them go, I'm going to be lonely. Yes, you may be lonely for a season, but you'll never give up something for God without Him giving you something better back in return. God will not only give you new friends, He'll give you better friends. People that inspire you, people that celebrate you, people that push you forward. Now, this may mean that you have to change who you eat lunch with at the office every day. That person that's always finding fault, critical, bad-mouthing the boss, you don't need that poison in your life. That's not redeeming the time. You may have to change hanging out with that neighbor that's always depressed, defeated, has a sad song. If you stay there, you're going to end up defeated. It's better to make the change and be lonely for a season than to be poisoned for a lifetime. When we come to the end of our days, God is going to ask us, what did you do with the time I entrusted you with? Did you develop your gifts and talents? Did you accomplish your assignment? How did you spend your life? It's not going to be a good excuse to say, God, I got distracted, but my friend got me off course. God, I live bitter, but somebody did me wrong. God, I was negative, but my company let me go. Well, I'm asking you to quit making excuses and start redeeming the time. We're not always going to be here. The scripture says our life is like a mist. We're here for a moment, then we're gone. Make this decision that you're going to be an on-purpose person. Set your goals and be disciplined to stick with it. Don't waste any more days. Prune off those relationships that are not adding to your life. Don't go to bed at night with any kind of defeat, bitterness, negativity still in your mind. This day is a gift. Make sure you're investing your time and not wasting it. If you do this, I believe and declare the seeds of greatness on the inside are going to take root and begin to flourish. You will rise higher, overcome every obstacle, and become everything that God's created you to be. In Jesus' name.